I'm Aiden Matthews. And I'm Zack Snyder. And welcome to another episode of another YouTube podcast, the one-stop shop for anything and everything related to YouTube, the show where I want to pitch a new product of mine. It's a YouTube network uh, called Gamers United. And the idea, right, is you have a bunch of bunch of gamers together but then patient and in my twitch chat was like you know to make it better is a is a 3d black logo that like swooshes around and i'm like bro you know what make it even better if we had dubstep in the background of the intro too (laughs) and then we just kept going for like 30 minutes to where the final version ended up being a 3d rendered logo with dubstep and a guy in the background going gamers united in like a deep voice it was it was heavenly it was heavenly. I, I wouldn't use the word heavenly from, from what you just described. <laughs> well, you haven't but, seen it um, yet. You know, you can't judge something you haven't I, watched. You're right. So. You're right. I, I, I can't. Absolutely right. You have to actually check out the Gamers United YouTube network. You know, <laughs> you know, I can't, can't judge, can't judge a book by its cover, mm-hmm. can't judge a movie by its reviews, and you certainly can't judge Gamers Unite without seeing the final product. Yeah, So exactly. I, I apologize for, for for that. If I ever start a, a Gamers United YouTube network, that's you know that's at that point I've Jeez. lost all will to live. So, jeez, dude, I had a, a guy in my comments recently uh, comment something like, "Yo, your content's super dope. I really like it. I'm trying to get uh, somebody to be a creative uh, producer in my group or something like that." And so, like, I go to the channel and it's like. Some esports channel with like, like thirty subs, <laughs> and like, I don't like judging people based off of their sub count. Right, right. And I rarely do, but I, I looked at the content and I was like, "What was it? This a yikes, dude! I don't even remember. It was just like esports related stuff. Hmm. So it was like Overwatch, and and more Overwatch, and um." I turned down like a, a position to work with like an esports group yeah. last year. Yeah, and I remember that. Yeah, I remember that, that one. So I, I I think it's I think it's suffice to say that Gamers Unite is not something I want to put on my resume. But anyways, <laughs> welcome back to another YouTube podcast. Welcome back. Uh, today we're gonna be we're gonna be reviewing some channels. The long-awaited. Another YouTube podcast series where we take a look at your channels and tell you why they're all bad. Um, all of them. Spoiler are bad. alert! <laughs> like they're all bad. <laughs> so, that's pretty much the short version of the podcast. If you want longer reasons, um, then then stay tuned. It should be epic. <laughs> stay tuned. Yeah. Exactly. Who are we talking about today? What channels are we covering? Well, we're gonna start off with our boy. High legend. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Then we're gonna go into that Leah slash slash patient. I I Oh shit. And then we got our boy, <laughs> the one the only, the Gengar guy. Okay. Oh and last but not least, your boy, my boy, everybody's boy, Jay the Zoomster. So four channels to review. Four whole channels, bro. That should be epic. Kind of epic. I think so. Uh, we have no idea how this is going to go. We don't really have like a structured format. 
Um, this is true. We're probably also like not going to be at the end of each review and being like, I give this channel a 7.8 out of 10. Like they're probably ain't going to be a rating at the end of these. It's just going to be no, like I'm, me and you Zach want a rating, You automatically get a, get a three out of 10. <laughs> you but get a three out of 10. <laughs> with that being said, uh, listen to the actual review section because that's the real shit. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be going in depth. We're gonna be giving you guys hopefully some good criticism and feedback, some positives, some negatives, what we like, what we dislike. Uh, and I assume if you did give us your channel to review, that that you guys actually want a little bit of that real uh, criticism. So that should be fun to do. Should be really fun to do. Yeah. But keep in mind, I think so. Keep in mind, just a little, just a little disclaimer, boy. While, while me and Zach do know a good bit about YouTube and have done this podcast for, for a pretty long time now, um, our advice is just our advice. And so if you, if, if you feel <laughs> like we'd be making up some random horseshit and you're like, no, I don't I don't believe any of this, that's fine. That's totally cool. Uh, but most of yeah, y'all are for sure, most for of sure. y'all are dope anyway. I'm just saying for the people at home, if you hear something and you're like, eh, I don't know about that, it's all subjective. A lot of it's subjective opinion, but hopefully we'll have some objective stuff in there too. I agree. In fact, my number one suggestion to most YouTubers is to just quit. So it's like that aside, like everything else is subjective. If you quit, I'll rate your channel higher. Uh, that's a that's an eight in a Blue Cash Productions promise. <laughs> no, I really can go up to a four. No wild. A four out of ten. A four out of ten. Four out of ten. Uh, no, but seriously, uh, I, I'm excited to to do that absolutely I'm excited to get into those reviews but before we do that oh <laughs> oh shit the only real 10 out of 10 youtuber about to come into the chat right now hold on you me, ready let me look we, look, we look have to we have to shout out our sponsor yeah which is awesome creator academy with the youtube starter kit if you are just getting started on youtube and you have just a little bit of money to throw around why not check out the youtube starter kit wow for only $99, you get over $1,500 of value and dozens of downloads from templates for advanced YouTube thumbnails, channel artwork, ink cards, lower thirds, royalty-free background music, fonts, and wait for it, more. That's right. Pay one price, have unlimited access to future downloads as they come out. Check out the link in the description or the show notes, and in doing so, you'll be supporting another YouTube podcast. But of course... If you don't have big cheddar money and you still want to support this podcast, you can become a supporter on Anchor at anchor.fm slash another dash YouTube dash podcast TM. You can decide to support us financially at the $1, $5 or $10 a month and we'll read your name on the podcast. However you want it to sound, even weird. We're, we're, we're down for whatever. While we, I, I agree. <laughs> while we plan to do this podcast for a really long time, the more financial support we have, the easier it'll be for us to maintain a consistent schedule. So thank you. Thank you, sponsor boys, as always. Um, yeah, boy. Roberto, if you want your channel reviewed, the option is available. Um, <laughs> the door's open. We're right here for you. I know you've been, you look for that feedback, and uh, this is the podcast you can get it from, so... Just if you're listening, Absolutely. you know, if you need if you need the boys to review your channel, we're right here. One hundred percent. You think 100%. Roberto listens to these Zach? What do you, what do you, Probably not. You don't think he does? He's a busy man. I, I would I would assume that he does not. What if he does? What if he's caught up on every episode? 
He's just like, I would <laughs> love him forever, man. He's like, why do these guys make fun of my, my YouTube starter kit every episode? He's probably mad. Nah, Roberto's a great guy. I haven't talked to him in a while. It's been a so hot It's minute. been a minute. Yeah. Because like you said, he a busy guy. He's very busy. I'm a busy guy. Life be wild. And, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, go check out the Awesome Creator Academy YouTube starter kit. If you haven't already and you're interested and you got the money. Uh, also, shout out to Anchor for supporting the podcast as well. But with all that being said, let's go into the the little, little channel reviews. Channel? Review? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm not doing that for everyone. I just wanted to get that joke out of the way. Because uh, I, I thought about it as soon as we were going to do this episode. Hey, buddy. Did you hear the nose? It's channel reviews. <laughs> Our first channel that we're going to be taking a look today is uh, Hi, with 145 subscribers, has been on YouTube since October 25th, 2015, with a total of 76,000 views. Jesus. Uh, and Hi, good friend of the Discord of me and Zach, makes AMVs, which I've never <gasps> made before in my entire life, so I can't relate, but... It's cool that other people <laughs> be relating to <laughs> as well. Uh, just a little bit more background information as well. We got 14 total videos, the majority of which are AMVs. Uh, two of them are memes, and one is just a just a video <laughs> called Intro, um, which is like just a splash like screen with a little bit of uh, a little bit of text on there. Um, I didn't really do this for a career per se, but he gets pretty good traction on all these videos. Uh, one of the highest viewed ones is the You're So Precious Darling in the Franks <laughs> meme format with 34K, <laughs> which is high. I've not seen this one. And here's the motherfucking T-Bird, another classic, 4.4K. Um, and then a lot of these other ones. I think I've seen all these. I think I've seen all these. One of these is Sonic Forces related. I don't know if it's up anymore, but one of them I remember he had had the fucking... Sonic Forces theme. It might not be up anymore. That's pretty beautiful. It might have gotten taken down from copyright or something. Damn. <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah. high. That's the overview. Legend. If, if you don't know what AMVs are, they're anime music videos. So there's a community, a group of people on YouTube that take anime clips and put it with a popular song and make a music video out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's what high mainly does. It's a and, it's a craft yeah. that requires a ton of editing knowledge, basically. Oh, absolutely. Because not only absolutely. are you going through like a ton of footage from a show, right, in pretty high quality, you're also trying to match it up with music to fit like an aesthetic. You're trying to do weird things in the edit to keep it visually interesting. And uh, you're trying to pick a good song choice, too, because like if the song didn't match, the whole thing's kind of ruined. So there's a lot of things that can potentially go wrong in AMVs, and it's a very intensive work, even if it's not a genre I'm uh, really familiar with. Uh, good AMVs, when they're done well, they, they're enjoyable. I think so. I absolutely think so. Well, right off the bat, I think I'll just say that like I like High's content. Like I, I really fuck with it. I do too. Um, I don't watch AMVs really at all, but when I found out that he did them, 
after I, after, you know, getting to know him a little bit in the community, like I checked out what he was doing and, uh, he did a mob psycho 100 AMV. And I'm like, that's one of my favorite anime of all time. So, you know, he, he not only out here, you know, making some, some great content, but he got the good opinion sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. You got to appreciate that. Well, sometimes, you know, I, I follow him on Twitter. So occasionally good opinions. <laughs> sometimes. I just realized that half of these are memes. The ones that I thought were yeah, 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 these yeah. are also just memes. So like it's just most really, of them are memes. Most of them are <laughs> memes, actually. <laughs> I haven't actually looked at the full catalog. Usually I just watch a new video whenever it goes up. I'm very, uh, yeah. I don't exactly go back to rewatch any of these, but when they come out, I give it like a good click. Usually while I'm in bed, like watching it on my phone, <laughs> it's just one of those like easy <laughs> videos I can get in and get out and feel pretty satisfied sure. with, uh, with what I like about it. So what do you, what, what would you say would be some, some, some points of, of critique, whether positive or negative, bro? I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you have the feel. I think like I think one of the easiest things to say for for a channel with with highest caliber here is that like putting out more content is always a good critique. Like always, you know, if if he really wants to continue doing it and making it into something bigger, and I don't think he does. I have no idea. We've never talked to him about it. But that'd be like my first thing. Be like, just put out more stuff mm. because he has been doing it since 2015, I think. Is, is what you said. His first video came out, okay, February 26, 2017. Right. Is when his first video is. So, with only about 14 videos in the catalog, like, I would love to see more come out of him. Because I feel like the editing is down, the content is down. And there's an audience and for it. There's definitely an audience for it. He's got 70-something thousand views. So not only will he continue to, you know, improve his craft, um, even with how solid the editing already is. And I, I think his like eye for, for the content that he's making is already kind of there. Um, it's just that like putting out a volume, mm-hmm. which is, it, it's such an easy critique to make, but like that, that'd be my, my main thing. That's fair. Um, I'd also have to wonder too, and again, have no idea if he's trying to take it seriously, uh, but what you could do from like a monetization standpoint, because the the issue with doing AMV content is it's so short, you're not going to get a, right. a ton of watch time from them, uh, and you don't really like have room to put things like ads and stuff in there. Not only because they are so short, but like trying to monetize not only a video with actual anime footage in it, but copyrighted music is like next to impossible. So I'm wondering For sure. I'm wondering For sure. like once once he gets that audience and makes more how you how you do something like this and pivot it to to actually maybe not being a career per se but to get something back whether that's money or whatever like how do you how do you take content like that and and, and pivot like that It's definitely something that I personally need to look more into to give better advice here. But I think like the easiest types of channels to look at for that kind of advice would be like meme channels. Mm -hmm. People like Dolan Dark and Grande uh, who put out like, you know, 30 second meme videos every day. Um, The if you can get if you can get the right kind of 
videos out there with the minimal amount of copyright, then you can start making some of the YouTube revenue off of that and have that be like a side, you know, like, you know, the kind of side content kind of similar to what he already has. He has a few meme videos already. Right. Right. So that wouldn't be super out of the question. Uh, but then like the other thing would just be Patreon. I mean, it's, it's really, it really is kind of hard to monetize something that's mostly copyrighted material. Mm -hmm. So if it is something he wants to do for the long term and try to make at least a little bit of money out of it, I would argue like just continue to grow the audience you currently have and start taking like requests from any comments that you might get. And then hopefully like later down the road, you can set up a Patreon and people might actually like, you know, throw some, throw some money your way. Right. It'd have to be like a small tier thing. Like $5 gets you a suggestion, like $10 right. uh, gets you like featured in the credits. Cause you can put credits in these. It would not be terrible. Oh, long. absolutely. Um, another thing I thought of too, is just like t-shirt related stuff. Like you can, oh, it wouldn't sure. take that long to advertise in the video, and I don't know what you would what you would even make, but there's options at least I think, which is good because I couldn't think of some any kind of merch at the start, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah. Um, want to say like some things that he's already doing pretty well. I like a lot of these thumbnails, and like all it is is just like oh, screen caps, but like they're really good screen caps <laughs> of like any of these particular anime. Uh, and even the meme videos, like, they don't, you know, a lot of these are looking fresh. The T-Bird one, the Rice Gum one, like, there's not really a bad thumbnail except for the JoJo fans one. And that's just because it was <laughs> recorded off Twitter, Twitter mobile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the rest of these, sure. the rest of these are clean thumbnail-wise. I like a lot of the titles, too. Having a little bit of, like, a SEO-related catchphrase or, or word or two, and then having the actual anime in parentheses. That way you you kind of know what it is. Like I fuck on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It's kind of got he's got the anime at the top, and then it looks like he's got the the music in the in the the parentheses here, so that works for some of them. And then some of them, like you said, he has kind of have the <laughs> hero is a virgin, darling in the front. <laughs> like oh, okay, yeah. Now, you so precious. Thirty four thousand views. Holy shit. Meme content, man. Yeah, you get something because that that, that was the anime a lot of people were talking about when that came out. It was so that's true. It was controversial, and that meme was popular too. And that's all it is, yeah. just taking two things like that and putting them together. Um, I'd say the other thing too, because AMVs are so specific to editing and, and music mashup stuff, like going out of your way to learn more about editing is just a a good piece of advice. I'm not saying like. Definitely. You're bad at all. You're, you're actually great at editing. But like learning new tips and tricks to show off in a later AMV is only going to be more helpful as time goes on. I agree. Because you don't want stuff to repeat. Like basically you don't want two or three AMVs Definitely. that feel the same. Definitely. Um, I, another thing that like you kind of said something about how like Darling and the Franks was a popular anime at the time that he made that video I would say like one of the best things he could do right now if he really wanted to start you know, gaining a bunch of traction is go on TikTok. <laughs> I'm being serious. Oh, go yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. Find out what are the most popular songs on TikTok right now. You just go to search and it shows up like the top 10 or so songs 
that most people are using and then use those songs because a lot of those are are usually not getting copyrighted and then make AMVs with those with any kind of seasonal anime that's popping right now. That's really good advice, actually, because it's like sort of short form content is doing well on YouTube. It would do 10 times better on TikTok, I guarantee you. Definitely. Tenfold. Definitely. You could put it on TikTok. Tenfold. But also, I'm saying just like use that as a resource of figuring out what songs are hot right now and then using the, you know, finding out what anime are hot and then, you know, putting two and two together. And you've got a bunch of content you can make like immediately, even on YouTube. Absolutely. And that shit will do numbers. That's really good, actually. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you brought up TikTok. Uh, it, it, that's that's going to be a thing you're probably going to hear us talk about especially if you do like short form content like branching out outside of youtube and like not only posting it there but like zach said getting ideas from other platforms as well like you don't have to stay in the insular branch of youtube specifically um agreed and 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 branching out i think is a good thing so absolutely and I think like my last thing that I could say for high specifically is if he did want to branch out into making more content, again, I have no idea like what he wants to do with YouTube, but he obviously put the channel in there. So it, he likes doing it. If he wanted to, I could definitely see high doing more than just AMV content on here. He's, he's very opinionated on Twitter and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like he, you, you obviously have a shit ton of opinions on anime, so you could absolutely become an anime channel if you wanted to. Uh, the same goes with music. You obviously have a bunch of opinions on music. And then if you really wanted to get wild with it, using your, your meme-related tweets that are usually very concerning, <laughs> you, could, you could go out of your way and just like make videos on like, this is some wild and shit I saw on Twitter today. And it could be like a little series or something. Yeah. And I think that would get a lot of views. Like connect the Twitter and the YouTube together in some way, because the highest Twitter audience is a relatively good size too, but it's not the same people that watches YouTube stuff. If you had a way right. to somehow connect it, whether it was a YouTube series or occasionally putting his videos on Twitter, even like having a way that to too, yeah. bring those two audiences together, I think would be huge. I agree. Um, yeah, I think I agree with all that. I changed the banner personally. That's a me thing. I like the quote. That's fair. I like, I like the, I like the logo, (laughs) but it's just a lot. The font a little wild. And it's a little hard to read, but that's like a, it's like a nitpick thing. Uh, I do the same with the about page, just like clean it up a little bit and get like a link to a Twitter in there again, trying to like connect the two Patreon. If you were going to put that there as well, um, having it in the about page and stuff would, would be awesome. And uh, yeah, I think I agree with Zach mostly just like post more, try to branch out to something like TikTok or Twitter would be really neat. And uh, just like continue to improve on the editing craft and finding new things to do in each video, because that's a lot of way AMV content is. Um, Definitely. So yeah, I think that's all my advice for, for high. Hope you enjoyed that. We're kind of getting getting in ourselves here, me and Zach figuring out the format as we go along. So yeah. thank you for posting yeah. it. Really epic. And uh, let me know if you decide to do anything based off our advice. I'd love to like do a follow-up on some of these if y'all decide to That'd take anything dope. to heart. So cool. That'd be really dope. All right. Cool. Let's move on now to the second channel, good friend of the podcast, Leah slash slash patient. 
out here oh, shit. with the YouTube channel. I'm going to let Zach go over the, the basic formal stuff this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leah slash slash patient. I'm just going to refer her to Leah or patient at this point. On <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 50 subscribers. Been uploading. The channel started in 2016, but been uploading for about a year starting June 1st, 2019. So happy one year anniversary. Uh, has a total of six videos and they are all Smash Bros related content. Short bite-sized videos of montages featuring a particular character with some kind of music usually in the background and uh, showcasing her skills as an epic Smash Bros player. Mm-hmm. Neat. But yeah. She also wanted to mention in the in the thread, uh, she says, just in case you're interested, I make these with bare bones equipment. She uses Vegas Pro 15 for editing, Photoshop for the thumbnails, a laptop she's had since 2012, 0.6 megabits per second upload speed on Ethernet. Uh, no <laughs> desk or workspace, just a small table to put on my bed. And no capture card either. So all the gameplay essentially in Smash Brothers, you can save clips of highlights and matches and then put them over the over the internet and uh, get them that way. Or have mm-hmm. like a little SD card and remove them from the Switch and get them on, onto a computer. So no capture card, no desktop. Very like minimal software wise and a laptop since 2012. In case you want to know what what was behind the scenes, I I like that that's there and I like that you mention it because it, it patient is like the perfect beginner channel to show that there are no excuses not to go out and make content. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's gonna there's a way to do it even if you have shitty internet. Even if you have an old laptop, even if you don't have a mic or a webcam, like there are ways to make content based off of the things that you enjoy doing. And, and Patient is like one of those people that have gone out of her way and made it happen and not made any excuses about it. Mm-hmm. And that's like the biggest thing that I want to, you know, like brag about her for because that's dope. And none of these videos are hampered by that equipment. You know? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Speaking of the content here, again, much like high, like this is pretty high quality content for a small channel for sure. Yeah. The the not only is the gameplay pretty good of like timing and matching it to the music, but the comedic moments as they've gone along have gotten more and more involved to uh mm-hmm. where the recent one, the totally average Ganondorf Smash <laughs> Ultimate montage features not only random Zach clips, but random Aiden clips as well. And, uh, yeah, being that I like that because it's me. I, that's my favorite video. So <laughs> she's done so far. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's, it surprised the shit out of me. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Wow. It just goes too. Yeah, like it just goes from the beginning and it just it keeps does. going and going and going. And you're always like, wow. Okay. But I had like a dumb smile on my face when I watched it. The entire <laughs> time, so me too. Uh, I think the first thing I want to point out, like outside of the equipment stuff, is just the the visual presentation here. Um, I liked High's thumbnails of like picking different screenshots, and this is kind of a similar approach using the Smash Ultimate photo mode to take pictures of characters and stages, either in a funny pose or just looking really cool. But each shot, mm. you can really tell. Patient uh, has a passion for photography. Uh, took that in in university, I believe. Um, as well and you can really see that in each thumbnail like these are legitimately works of art 
Uh, I love each one of these and the text that accompanies them is, is really good as well. I, I completely agree. I completely agree. Not only is like the content itself pretty solid and I, I enjoy the editing and it's only going to be something that she'll continue to get better at. Like, like you said, the visual component here is, is strong. Like it's every single video is highly clickable and um, they all look like they're coming from the same channel, which is, which is really good. Yeah, like there's like an aesthetic here already. There's already kind of a Absolutely. style to all these thumbnails. And, it, and you really don't think it would be, but it's that white text. It's the screenshots. It's the it's the kind of nature of how it all looks. Uh, and all of them are just really neat. Um, titles I'm not as big of a fan of. I think some of them could be like a little bit like, the early ones especially I think can be shortened down a little bit. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Kind of like cut down to where you get the point. Cause like you don't really need K rule smash montage in the title. If the thumbnail already has it, you could just do K rule yeah. and like a joke. Same for the first Ganondorf one. Uh, but like I, I would work a little bit on the, on the formatting of it, like trying to get it a little bit shorter. Or if you're going to do something like the, their latest Ganondorf one where it's just kind of jokey in nature, that's cool too. I think either works. Yeah. I, I was going to say the other way around. It's like the those first two videos, the King K. K. Rule and the Ganondorf videos, I feel like t- you should take out the text that you have currently and put out like what you have in the title. So the King K. Rule's thumbnail says King K. Rule Smash Ultimate Montage, but the title says When I Trumpet Smash Ultimate King K. Rule Montage. I would keep the title the same and then put when I trumpet in the in the thumbnail. The thumbnail. That would work too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But the the basic principle is like you don't want the same words on the thumbnail and in the title. You only need one for SEO right. purposes. So whether you right. whether like you a take it out though. of the title or you take it out of the thumbnail, either or works. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um. Yeah, editing on point. I'd say like again. You're going to hear this a lot, uh, but like the, the biggest piece you can just offer right away is just make more of them, right? Uh, yeah, if you had, sure. If you had one of these come out every week, and I know that's a lot, especially for Smash montages, you're gaining so much footage that can take a lot of time. Uh, but even if you couldn't do a week, one every two weeks or so, to a month mm-hmm. that are like a really well crafted like these, I think go a long way, especially because there's an, again, there's an audience for these. All these are close to a hundred views. Not a single one has dipped. Like it's safe to say that if you made more of them, the same people would probably come back and watch them. <laughs> this is true. And there's not a lack of characters mm-hmm. that you can use and smash. It might not even be your mains. Like that's fine. You could still do smash montages with characters that you don't usually use and still make pretty solid content out of it. So you've got about like, what what is it, like 80 different videos you could make already mm-hmm. just based off of how many characters in that game. Absolutely. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's just like more content is probably going to be, again, the, the number one criticism for, for everybody. Uh, but I, I'd say especially for patient going for a year and having six videos, six really good videos. And uh, again, with her limitations, like I'm really proud of her for putting out what she has. But like if you want to go the next step, it would be like putting out more content. Mm-hmm. Now that you've kind of figured out the style, you're a lot happier with what you're putting out. 
like once you've gotten to that level of comfort you go all in on it um absolutely but again i don't think patient from what i've talked to her and what the comment she's left is not trying to turn this into a into a thing at all it's just more of a, a fun hobby right but in terms of a, of a fun hobby like it has really good production values so either way I'd, I'd say the last thing i can think of for patient is like the overall visual component of the channel itself uh while i love the thumbnails and i feel like those all work really well together the the profile and the banner makes me look like i'm looking at a pokemon channel right the theming is different um, between the two which is right exactly and that's fine like it's not even a big it's more of a nitpick than anything i really could care less uh but like as far as any other kind of criticism i can come with that would be like the last thing figuring out like using maybe the same font that you're using in your your, you know your thumbnails and creating a new banner to reflect making it look epic with some smash bros characters or something yeah that'd be neat that could be dope actually made this banner you're looking at back in 2016 Really? Yeah, when I was doing YouTube banners. Wild. Yeah. Impatient meticulously critiqued every little aspect of it to get it this exact way. Uh, <laughs> and that's fair. It's aesthetic. But, like, this was long before yeah. we knew it was going to be, like, a, a Smash channel or that she was even going to put out videos. So, like, nowadays, it's a little it's a little archaic. But, uh, no, I still fuck with it. But, yeah, I would, I would get the theming together on both. Um, I'd yeah. say for me, like, have a playlist. I just all your all your vids. There isn't one currently, yeah, um, especially true. with montages because they're so quick to watch. You can easily hook somebody in with a playlist and get them to watch all of them just because it's not really a time investment at all. Definitely. Um, and then the other thing I would do is I would really just like get involved in the in the Smash community specifically, and I know you are to a certain extent. Uh, with Wi-Fi battles and even in some discords and stuff. And I'm sure that's where some of these viewers are coming from is, is from that. But like, I'd go even harder in cause the smash ultimate montage community is huge. The fan base for this game is huge. Incorporating that in whatever you can, whether these videos are on a Reddit, if you're collaborating with somebody like you each put in a little bit of a, a, a montage and you put it together like a, like a duo or something like that would be really interesting. Um, Hell yeah. Finding that Smash community maybe on TikTok. Uh, (laughs) But, like, I know that's a big community, and I know a lot of them would love this sort of content. And I'm sure you're already sort of doing that to a a small degree, but I would go go even further in on that because I guarantee you they would really like this sort of stuff. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree with all that. But, yeah, I fuck with the videos. I really fuck with the thumbnails. Uh... I just say make more, fix up that banner, get it in line with a the theme, make a playlist of your montages, and like go real in depth with the Smash community to get that sort of stuff out there more. Definitely, that'd be my Definitely. advice. Well, thanks, patient, for submitting your channel. I hated it. <laughs> I fucking hated it. Three out of ten. Disgusting. Three out of no, I'm fucking just ten. <laughs> Just kidding. You get you get that four out of ten. <laughs> Moving onwards, we got our boy Ramson Gengar guy. Hell and yeah. Like Eden. Hell yeah. Eden, tell, tell everybody what his channel is and about. The Gengar guy, also known as the Great Ramchino, um, <laughs> has been on YouTube since apparently February twentieth, twenty seventeen, with a total of okay. two thousand eight hundred seventy six views. Um, the video content. <laughs> <laughs> 
on here. I don't even know how to begin to describe it. The first video was called Calling Sands at 3 a.m. He knocked on my door. OMG, save my dying channel, please. Followed by a video titled Why I Wasn't in Any of the YouTube Rewinds with Four Clefables that each look more neckbeard after the other. Um, then what follows is a series called Five Mobs or Five Minutes of Bullshit, which is basically only a series in branding because what actually happens between each episode is so wildly different that you never know what you're going to get. Um, and there's <laughs> 19 episodes of that, a whole season. And then most recently, mm-hmm. to top it off, the, the third pillar of content, I'd say, outside of memes and five mobs, is uh, this new Storm Silver Nuzlocke doing a Pokemon Let's Play to kind of fill out between the gaps of five mobs season one and, and two. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, with about a total of 35, 34 videos, roughly, around there. Something um, like that, yeah. I know he's made other videos as well, but those aren't public anymore. He used to do, like, top tens uh, and Pokemon-related content, and that's still pretty much where it's at now, is just Pokemon content, but now with that added element of five mobs that, like, takes advantage of his kind of personality and his community uh, to get up to wacky and random things. I think what's dope about Gengar Guy's channel is you introduced it to me... Uh, Back when we had started this podcast, early on, I think yeah. it was yeah. very early on, and uh, I like checked it out, and I was like, "Yo, this kid got like some mad skills with his editing." Um, but I don't play Pokemon because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of his content was Pokemon. So what I did was I watched all of his like top ten videos because I at least like understood some of the Pokemon shit in there, but I didn't watch any of the Let's Play content or anything. So when he had came out with five mobs and like completely rebranded his channel, I want to say in like 2019, 2018, I think it was somewhere around there. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is dope because he, he's taking full, like you said, he's using his, his personality. It's basically the whole video. He uses his personality and, and his friends and, and these, these videos are quite literally five minutes of bullshit. But they are extremely funny. Yeah. And I I recommend them. I mean, I, I like the content here. Absolutely. Again. Absolutely. If you have not checked out Five Mobs, the entire season one, uh, I'd recommend doing so. Um, and your boy Aiden in two of them, so. <laughs> he do be. Uh, unboxing a $3,000 microphone and uh, the, the blue face interview. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> season two about to get wild because uh, rumor has it oh. that 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 both of your boys on the on the podcast gonna be in the it's just in, it's just a episode. theory a game theory but game theory game theory I'm not I'm not sure how it'd be but no I again like I, I love the content here I love the editing I love the personality uh, again big one just like put out more content but like i feel like with with everybody that we've talked about so far like gengar guy is the most consistent yeah um because five mobs does not take a lot to record right (laughs) it's pretty involved in the editing process but to record it's fairly simple and then these pokemon Mm -hmm. storm silver nuzlocks is a very similar thing you record it he does a couple of edits here and there thumbnail call it a day right and so right. these past 
two weeks. I'd say this past month has been one of his most consistent. Waiting for Five Mob season two and having this sort of like Nuzlocke in between is is a is a format that I really like because with a lot of uh, YouTube specific stuff, you always have the the bigger projects, but you can't do bigger projects all the time consistently. So you have to have some kind of like side content, and I really like him using Let's Plays as just a way to uh, give people stuff to watch so they can hop back into Five Mobs with an audience that is still consistently watching. Right. I'd argue that there is a chance that you could do better on the programming side of things there, like in, in terms of like scheduling. Okay, well, Five Mobs, going into Season 2, of course, you're going to have Five Mobs and you're going to have the Nuzlocke. Um, probably going at the same time. And if that's the case, like having it be like, here's an episode of five mobs and then here's a Nuzlocke. Here's five mobs, here's a Nuzlocke. Or here's a five mobs, here's two Nuzlocke episodes. Something in that way, that way there is a consistency as to what's coming out. Mm -hmm. Again, super nitpicky, doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. But to keep people coming to the channel during those lulls, as somebody who doesn't watch Pokemon Let's Plays, that would be something I'd suggest. Yeah, that way you get a bit of the variety of both of them. So if you're not a fan of one content, you can at least get a get a whiff of the other, I guess. That makes <laughs> sense. Neat. Yeah. Um, I'm going to check real quick here. So yeah, there's a Five Mobs and Storm Silver playlist, which is good. Homie got the link to the good. Twitter, good. which is epic. Um, And yeah, I like a lot of the content. It's, it's wild how the three channels we've talked about are all better editors than me which is unfortunate <laughs> but uh it's just a it's just a, a sad they're, reality they're really solid and they're all better they're at graphic really design solid. too is the, is the other thing like they oh they're better at graphic design than i am <laughs> like ramson especially like he made the whole storm silver layout he obviously worked on the branding for five mobs and shit and a lot of these thumbnails why they are busier than some of the ones we've talked about it's still not like unreadable or you know I'd, I'd still click on that right. per se uh, but definitely very clickable some of the later five mobs improved it because the old ones were just text on a screen but like mm. you know having takashi having tied the creator on a mongoose having a fish <laughs> starbucks blue face like getting them to look a little bit more interesting episode to episode rather than just having text on the screen uh, is is an important thing because if you have all these thumbnails that look the same, sure, it kind of brands it all as a series. Uh, but very rarely are you going to go back and rewatch them unless it was one of your favorites. Having that thumbnail look as good as it does is, is a key factor to getting new people on board. I agree. Yeah, yeah, the visual visual component to his channel uh, again super strong. I feel like he has the the best visual component out of the three we've talked about so far. Um, just everything works really well. The banner, the profile, the thumbnails. Um, very consistent branding. Mm -hmm. For sure. I I feel like it's really hard for me to give him something to like improve. We need to. We need to. That's why we're here. Um, the biggest thing I, I, I think I could say is like, Maybe start expanding your your reach on other socials using TikTok, which he has a TikTok account, by the way. I do know oh. for a fact he has a TikTok oh, account. Shit. I didn't know this. Um, been but I don't think I don't think he's used it in a long time, and I don't know if there's any content on it. Oh, okay, fair. But 
I know that he follows me on TikTok. Okay. Um, I was going to check it, but can't find it right now. But I do know that he follows me on TikTok, so that's epic. Uh, so use that. Maybe take some clips of Five Mobs and put it on there. Maybe even maybe even make a different uh, version of Five Mobs. Do like a one mob or something. Like <laughs> one minute of bullshit and put it on TikTok. Yeah. That could be epic. That could be really cool, actually. Just the same sort of show, but even shorter and on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would work wonderfully. Um, the, th- the thing about Ramzan, I guess, for me... Is I like all the content, um, and, and just the the worst part about it is there would be stretches when there's just like nothing, or like right. like he goes on hiatuses, hiatuses, uh, but when he comes back, it's, it. it's always yeah, yeah. wonderful, and I'm always like wanting to watch the next thing or, or listen to the next thing, but because he just kind of started back recently, the catalog isn't there yet for me to like go back and stuff so not only am i wanting more new stuff all the time which he is delivering on i'd also like listen to like a gengar guy podcast i'd i'd fucking watch a shit ton of twitch streams if i if i if i if i didn't already know his internet was fucking ass (laughs) like if he could do it (laughs) i would love it i'd i'd love tiktok stuff i'd love i'd love tweets like I think Ramson is just one of those personalities where he could do anything he wanted to, Pokemon or not. Uh, and I think Five Mobs has pro- proven this. Um, I'll watch whatever he does because I like the personality behind it. So I would mm-hmm. like if I had if I had that going on for me, I would like try my try my hands in a bunch of different stuff. Even if, even if you would do it and it didn't work out, or even if you did it and you like hated doing it, um, and you had to cancel it, that's fine. But like the the thing that I crave more from Ramson than anything is just more content. So if it if it's gonna be Storm Silver Nuzlocke and Five Mobs on YouTube and you want to keep it all consistent like that, that's totally cool. Uh, but I'd also be down for just crazy ass shit. Um, whether that's podcasts, TikTok, streams, whatever, I'll watch it. I'm I'm day one on that shit. Absolutely. Uh, what's what's really cool is he he seems to like be very active in a bunch of different communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like I have no doubts that he could get some like people onto his like some new projects and shit. Yeah, like he could absolutely get some people in there day one and help you know curb the the newness of new projects that that uh, you know obviously hinder certain people. Yeah, I I agree. I'd just love to see more. <laughs> Me too. But whether whether, you know, it's the Nuzlocke and Five Mob stuff or just something different. Like I'm I'm totally down with the editing and the content. Uh I just I just want to see more of it. Um and then I guess from like a, a marketing perspective too, I guess, cuz this is this is this is a channel that has content that comes out so often that not all of them are going to get 100 views. It's Let's Play content, right? It's five mobs. And not each one right. is going to have a ton of views each time. Like, trying to make each video special in some sort of way uh, from a marketing angle. Like, what I used to do for, for Back to the Video Games of, like, having a little short edited trailer go up on Twitter before the five mobs, uh, before Back to the Video Games came out. Like you could easily do that with the Let's Play stuff or or Five Mobs of like having a little edited trailer you could put up on Twitter um, to really hype people up for that because then like even if it's episode fourteen of a random ass series you got people in the door day one 
uh, and new people as well who may not watch the YouTube stuff but follow you on Twitter. That's true. Yeah, that's a really good piece of advice. I think most people could could use that, but Ramzan specifically, with not putting out as much content, like that that would definitely help. Just get a little bit more extra extra viewage, I think. So I agree. That's pretty much all I have, though, cool. in terms of actionable advice. I'm sorry we couldn't give a whole lot. I, I, I hate, I hate to say it, but it's like, yeah, there's a solid channel here, man, and you just got to keep doing it. And uh, you're at, you're at the point now where I think that you could experiment a lot more. You could try new things and see if there's anything else you want to do. Uh, but if you're comfortable with what you're currently doing with the five mobs and the Pokemon Nuzlocke, I'm down. Uh, you can just keep doing that too and then just put more of it out, make it more consistent, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'd say either of those two options of like, just keep being consistent with what you have or go really fucking crazy and out there. Right. So, or do both. I agree. <laughs> if you're a real or mad lad. Both. If you're a real Hell mad lad. Yeah. Epic. I agree. Next channel. Oh shit. Oh shit, we got our boy Jay the Zoomster. In the flesh. In the flesh. 352 subscribers. This man has been going since 2012. Yeah, the oldest one so far. The content that is on the channel goes back all the way till 2017, April 8th, 2017. Uh, He's got roughly uh, 50, 60 videos on here currently. He, he rebranded not too long ago, took off a lot of old content, um, but he mainly does media reviews, video essays, and top tens, lists, and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, three out of ten, let's move on. <laughs> three out of ten, I hate it. I don't ever want to watch it simple. again. Uh, Bad Jay the Zoomster. No, no, Jay the Zoomster is a really good friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um... And had we done this channel review maybe like a year or two ago when the the primary focus of the channel was CW episode reviews, this would have been another one where we really (laughs) wouldn't have had a whole lot to say because like that content, it is what it is. Like you make episode reviews, you share it in Discord, you do an occasional highly edited season review at the end of a season and that's about it, right? Like you might talk about the DCU or some comic book movies, but like it's a pretty niche like market and i'm not saying it doesn't do well it absolutely does like cw channel jesus um but i'm glad (laughs) to see that jay has branched out of that bubble because as a viewer like i didn't care about the shows i just watched it because i like jay um and to see him not only lean more into jay the person but to do more interesting content on top of that that wasn't just arrow or supergirl related Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too. Because I did not watch a lot of his episode reviews because I wasn't watching those shows at that particular time. Um, and I don't like... It's shows that I plan on watching at some point, so I didn't want to be spoiled or whatever. Um, but the, the content that he has now, the content that especially that he's put out in 2020 um, has been his best absolutely absolutely his best that he's put out over over the course of since i've known him 
Um, and I'm, I'm very, very proud of him to like see how much he's grown in, in the, in the past couple of years. Yeah. Just through his content. Um, yeah. If I was going to like review his channel last year, even minus the, the episode reviews, I would have been like, you've got a strong start. Like you obviously understand your format, you know what you're doing. Uh, but it would just be spending more time, like working on your, your, your writing. If you do any scripts, which I know he more of, of more along the lines of does like outlines, like spend more time doing that, spend more time figuring out new editing styles or new, new things you can do visually with the videos, uh, spend more time, like coming up with other topics and stuff. But it's like in 2020, like he's done all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he started writing scripts and he's, you know, fleshed out his thoughts on everything a lot more. His editing has improved tremendously and he's continuing to do little new things with the editing. Um, And he's doing more different types of topics. I mean, in the same year, there's a cat in the hat video and then like a hunger games retrospective. Uh, And both of them are, are fairly different in their approach, but they're both really good videos. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of my favorites of his recently, that I hadn't gotten a ton of views weirdly, but uh, the A24 movie marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, really like the structure. I'm a big fan of marathon and list videos, but like the structure of this one in particular was just super fun and like really casual to watch. And it was 18 minutes, and I didn't really give a damn about A24 or if even heard of a lot of the movies, but it just kind of sucked me in along with the ride. Uh, the presentation, mm-hmm. especially on that one, I really enjoyed. And a lot of the list videos, for that matter. Uh, the DC Animated Movie Universe ranking, which has 840 currently. Um, the Star Wars movie video, which I thought was was really good. Uh, every season of Arrow ranked. Like These list videos have been my personal favorite of the bunch. And even though they're the longer ones, um, I just like watching Jay put shit into list and give weird reasons, uh, no matter how <laughs> arbitrary, of why this one's better than that one. You know, I fuck with that. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam, Sam. Uh, one of the things he started to do more is also get into like his personality a little bit through his content, which before it has really been hard to see in his content. Yeah, I feel like knowing Jay as a person and knowing Jay as a YouTuber are two different people. Um, but he's starting to bridge that gap with this new batch of content. And so I'm hoping to see like him continue to do that, mm-hmm. like dig a little bit deeper into like, maybe not even necessarily like humor, but Jay is very passionate about things. And when he brings that passion into his videos, it makes the videos better. Yeah. It, it's something I've struggled with a lot of like, when I get excited about a topic and I'm ready to film the video and then I film the video and for some reason a lot of that personal flair and joy that I had prior to recording it just isn't there in the final product sometimes. Um, And I never know what exactly causes it. But it is a thing where I know for sure if that personality leaks through, whether it's a personal story, a weird bizarre joke... Uh, an edit or just a particular reason why you like or dislike something that's really specific and true to you. Not only does it make the video unique, it's also just more fun to watch. And not to say that an informative tone in videos isn't good. Uh, The problem I found with it, though, is that anybody could essentially have made this video. Anybody can look up the information 
about the Flash season one or uh, Artemis Fowl or, or whatever. But like what makes those videos unique is you, the person. Um, so leaning into that at any point in time is, is, a, is a really good thing. And this is for everybody too. leaning into mm-hmm. your own sense of, of humor, how you craft things, how you storytell, all of that. Uh, is very clearly visible in videos, even if you don't think it is. Like usually, viewers can tell, um, and that, and that's something that I think Jay could lean into. But everybody on this on this channel review thing, for sure. I agree. I agree. But yeah. I think uh, again, put out more content. Yeah. But like we've we've talked about that personally. Um, I I, I still think Jay could put out more content. Absolutely. In general. Absolutely. And that would be a big thing that would, you know, make his channel even better. Obviously. But I, I it's really again, Jay has got kind of like he's kind of gotten in the rhythm of what he wants to do with his channel now, after having a lot of big revelations about it last year. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just like just keep doing what you're doing and uh stay the course. And I have no doubt that like not only will the views and stuff be better in the long run, but like the content's going to continue to improve. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think even for Jay specifically with how much stuff he has, and I don't know if he'd be willing to do it or not. I'm going to guess not, but like given that there are so many different types of videos that are all media related, having some sort of schedule around that with the consistency and uploads, I think would be like a one, two pretty killer combo. Um, where you have like a, Absolutely. a list on Friday, a media review on Monday, and pilot season on Wednesday, or however you wanted to do it. And, and I'm not saying like do one video every day, every week. Obviously, make it right. reasonable. But if you can get it conditioned into the viewer that every Friday is going to be a list video, or every Friday is going to be a pilot season, or whatever you decide to put in its place, I guarantee you each episode is going to do better than the next, simply because they'll know when it'll come out. Um, because there's just is so many different types of content, uh, with Ramsen and high and uh, patient, they do like one or two things. So all we do is right. just tell them to upload those one or two things. But Jay does so much more than that. It can help from a viewer perspective to kind of schedule that out a little bit. I agree. So having some kind of schedule definitely helps, you know, viewers come back for more and that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that those are the big things that I have for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me check on my end. About page is the best I've seen so far. Like, welcome to Jay the Zoomster, who you'll find a myriad of content from movies, reviews, to video essays, to listen ranked videos. Like, that's what you want in an about page. Who you are, and what you cover, and what your value proposition is, in as short a time as possible. And Jay has all of that in these two sentences. Reading that, you know, this is Jay. He reviews content for movies, video essays, and list ranked videos. And that's what he does. And then under that, having like a sort of an index, as I like to call it, of all the socials that you can interact with. And I know the previous three don't have a lot of socials that they could put in something like this. But like having your Twitter like linked above, right? Having your main other social, having a Discord, um... Again, all of them have discords, right? So, like, leading people back to that uh, is a good way to do that. And I really like how this about page is structured because not only do we get the links at the bottom, 
We get the description that's clean. We got the playlist to organize everything for the most part, and it's not too overwhelming. Uh, there's a lot mm. of playlist here, but it's still like easily readable and stuff. Um, just the layout, the homepage is pretty well put together too. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any of his links on the uh, the banner on the top banner, no. So would, but he has yeah. them in the about. So I would page. go ahead and get that. True, yeah. true. But I would go ahead and put put them up there as well. It's just a matter of going in the about page settings and and clicking that. Yeah, it's not terribly hard to do. Uh, not at all. But I fuck with the logo. I fuck with the channel banner a good bit. I don't think you need to change a thing. A lot of the visual branding for how you do thumbnails. Uh, while there are a few that I personally have a hard time like reading, <laughs> just because like, yeah, it's, it's located somewhere in the background or there's not enough drop shadow on it or the text is too small. The Aquaman is fine video. If you scroll down the time code bar literally gets rid of the word fine. So it just says Aquaman is, <laughs> Oh no. Uh, yeah, you know, that that's just a thing. Like I, I would rather you focus on new content <laughs> than, than go back and fix old thumbnails for a fifth time. Uh definitely clearly it's more important. But like, you know, if I'm having trouble reading some of these, I can't be the only one who also has a similar a similar thing. Like part of thumbnail design is not only keeping clean things clean and, and easy to spot, but readable too. And sometimes having too much text or having text that melts into the background or doesn't have drop shadow. Uh it's kind of hard, kind of hard to read, <laughs> and that's for everybody. Hey, that's not just for that's not just for Jay. That's an everybody thing. You're absolutely right. I know that Jay oftentimes asks for feedback on his thumbnails, and um, I I usually don't have too much to say about them. But the more that you're talking about like the readability of some of these, um, maybe looking into, lol nerd nerd alert, look into like the color um like color design and shit a little bit just like figuring out like supplementary and complementary colors and shit because when you've got something like the dc animated movie universe thumbnail uh that red on that background just does not work Mm -hmm. from afar uh so finding some kind of brighter color that would work on that thumb on that background um would work a lot better and it's similar to like the Artemis Fowl is horrible thumbnail. It's like blue against blue. Maybe using some kind of other, I don't know, like yellow or something. Or even just going as far as blurring the background. Like if you're going to have that, the, yeah. the matching colors and you really don't want to fuck with it, like lazy way out, you just hit that like Gaussian blur on the background to where the text is readable. And I get that's tough True. because you want your boy Artemis like in focus. Um, yeah, so you yeah, might have sure. to have a, a separate PNG of him on top of that, but like for a lot of these where it's just like text in one image, blurring the background can help a lot. Drop shadow can help with that. And like Zach said, just like matching colors together. It, that's something again, I'm, I'm not great at either. Uh, there's just some thumbnails, no matter how hard I fuck with them, I can't get them to exactly look the way I want to. It's either a space yeah, issue it's not or a easy. color issue. One of the two. <laughs> For sure. It's not easy. It's still something I'm continuously working on and trying to figure out, which is why, like, usually the text that I usually use is, like, black and white or something like that, you know, so that it looks better. Um, It's neutral on everything for the most part, so. Right. Right. Exactly. But, like, other than that, like, the thumbnails design-wise... 
besides like the colors and the text, like they they're usually on point. I love the colored borders idea. Yeah, those work out really well. So you know what type of video it is by looking at the channel banner. Oh, blue, blue border, that's media review. Oh, red, that's a video essay. Uh, orange list, cool. And then pilot season, of course, has the has the word pilot season on it. So you're able to like visually distinct uh, all those apart. Yeah. So, yeah. Jay's also probably the only person that we can talk about to uh, continue working on SEO. Because his content is so SEO focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're talking about like a new movie like Artemis Fowl, doing more research into the search engine optimization and the keywords and all that kind of stuff, that's going to be something that will help you um, in the long run. And you you have pretty good tags here, but none of them are popping as far as um, being in top search results. Mm-hmm. And that just comes down to like... What it is a smaller channel, but to continuing to to research it and getting deeper into it. Even I like need to get even better at SEO. So it's it's a long term thing for sure. It's like magic magic formula type shit. Like you figure that out, you get whatever video you make in front of anybody, right? Um, yeah, eventually. exactly. Uh, we did a whole episode on SEO too, so I don't know how good we the did. advice is, uh, considering how long ago it was. But go check that out. Check out our SEO yeah. episode if you want more info on that. Um, SEO is just a thing that can help anybody. I'd say the last thing for me is outside of YouTube specifically, Jay kind of like us is not just a YouTuber. Like mm-hmm. he's been doing Twitch streams recently. This is true. He's pretty active on Twitter. The Jay the Zoomster podcast on Anchor and stuff is really fun. Uh, and he's also a member of Lions Honor Gaming as well. And as far as those side project stuff is concerned, the Twitter and YouTube are pretty well integrated. If he talks about a movie, like there's a pretty easy fallback to YouTube specifically. The podcast is very similar. He started advertising the podcast and the podcast goes further in depth on some of the movie related stuff. Um, For sure. Yeah, I think both of those things, both the Twitter and the podcast are, are key components. Like if the YouTube doesn't pop up on its own naturally... Being sure to keep active on Twitter and on the Jay the Zoomster podcast is just going to be super helpful, not only for the mega fans who love every Jay the Zoomster video and want more kind of content like that, but you could potentially get discovered easier on either of those platforms and have it lead back to YouTube more. I know it doesn't really integrate all that well with Twitch and LHG, but those are just usually for fun things anyway. Uh, yeah. So I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna harp on why is Lions Honor Gaming not more connected to Jay the Zoomster. Like, no one no one cares. We're fine. We're fine. So. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and fucking Letterbox. That's a huge opportunity. Like. Absolutely. Yeah, put you know, your YouTube, you know, your YouTube reviews in the Letterbox reviews. Stardust. Like, there's a thousand uh, fucking random ass film social medias that could all, potentially, if you were, if you were smart about it and had content planned for it, you know. This type of stuff's universal. We don't use Stardust no more. Oh, you don't? What happened to it? No. It just... There's not enough viewers. Oh, not enough users. Small. It's it's way too small. Interesting. And uh, not... Like, it's not optimized well enough. There's a lot of issues with it. Okay. Alright. But, you know, it's fine. Letterbox though. Letterbox be pimping. Yeah, and you can connect that easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's ways to put like hyperlinks and shit in your in your letterbox reviews. And I think I think Jay's already started doing that a little bit, but keeping that consistent. Any kind of movie you do. Same with the website as well. Same with the website, yep. Don't have to have everything separate. You know? I agree. If you can link it all back together and merge audiences like that, it's a, it's a win-win all around. But that's all I have for Jay. Happy. Love the content. Love the videos. Kind of a theme with all of these, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It's uh, we were very fortunate that all four of these these people have uh, been pretty good friends of ours and in our communities for the last couple of years and some even longer. Um, I've known Jay for like five or six years now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's we've we've consistently talked to them in the past <laughs> right. about their content before. Right. But I'm hoping that in doing this publicly. Uh, not only it'll help the people whose channels we reviewed, but hopefully it gives any other listeners and viewers their own ideas about their own channels. Yeah, and and add on to that, I wanted to ask you, like, now that we've looked at all four of these, we have noticed a lot of similar themes. Like, what do you think are those big takeaway pieces of advice that can impact almost any channel, even the ones we've talked about today? Um. So the biggest one is, like, consistency. And consistency really goes across the board of, you know, consistently putting out content, consistently having a, um, you know, your brand present, knowing exactly like the visual components, having it all look similar. And, you know, you want people to know that this is your channel and not somebody else's so that when you upload a new video that they're able to see that it's yours and then they can get excited for it and actually click on it. Um and then the the other one would just be like, like again, consistently putting out more content like this. <laughs> just put out more videos, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that'll help literally anybody. Yeah. What about you? Was there any other big takeaways you well you saw? Number one, like you said, consistency is the big thing. And number two, if you have different types of content. Not only be consistent in putting them out, but putting them out in a way where the viewer can recognize the pattern, whether that takes the form mm. of the schedule or whatever you want to do. Uh, if you have different types of content, the viewer shouldn't be guessing when the next episode is going to come out. So whether that means Daily Storm Silver or a Five Mobs on Friday or a Pilot Season on Tuesday or two Smash Reviews every month, consistency and uploading is important. But it doesn't matter if people don't know when they're actually going to come out. Um, this is true. And they're not ready for it. Again, I'm awful at this. Uh, <laughs> I could say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we should say that, like, a lot of these a lot of these things, like, Aiden and I both could do better at. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, more of a more of a do as we say, not as we do. And then the other thing that I think was <laughs> was was pretty present among all of them was... Uh, going outside that YouTube bubble. I mean, we very much are a YouTube-focused yeah. podcast, but as we've said many times before, YouTube is not the only avenue to success, and it can, in some cases, be the hardest road. Uh, when you don't have to do that, you could instead use YouTube as, as a hub for your videos and your content, but actually using other social medias, uh, using other platforms to support your content and potentially grow elsewhere I mean, the name of the game here is content creation. 
the goal isn't I want to be a big YouTuber. The goal is I want to like be stable in content creation. Uh, and whether that takes right. the form of YouTube or not, it doesn't matter. If you can do what you love and making content, I don't care where it's at, you know, like if, if it's, if it's good. So I think that's why we've said to everybody, go outside that YouTube bubble, put your content on other places, have your other socials link back to it somehow. Don't make it this web where like, I got to hunt down your Twitter and I got to hunt down your discord and I got to hunt down your YouTube channel. Like again, if you're a new viewer and you come to a channel for the first time, that shit should be obvious from the second you look at it. The link should be there. And if you are a fan of a particular creator on Twitter, you should know what all their other platforms are. Not by them telling you, but like specifically if it's there in the first place. And a lot of the times people yeah, just yeah. don't put it there in the first place. <laughs> I've been getting into, uh, I talked about last episode, I've been getting into like book reviews and stuff like that and watching a lot of book YouTubers. And so I've like, I've been watching a lot of new YouTube channels that I've never seen before. And it's so frustrating. Like I want to follow some of their Twitters. I want to, here's a big one. I want to follow their Goodreads account, which is like the letterbox of, of books. And, uh, some of them just don't have it in their description. And I'm like, why, why is it not there? Like, this is what you do. Yeah. So having those links help a lot. Put it in the about page, put it in the description, have it on the channel banner, have the links there in the description of the about page and the link section of it. Have it on Twitter, mm -hmm. have it on Twitch, have it on your podcast, your website, whatever you do, whatever your hub is, Discord, have those things there. I should not have to treasure hunt to go find what type of content you make. Like, you gotta put... Like everything, you got to give yourself the best chance for success. And if you're not willing to show your YouTube or your other things and you're kind of hiding it, well, don't be surprised when people don't go watch. <laughs> I agree. But that's, that's, I'd say, would be the other relatively big theme was that inconsistency. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you to everybody who who submitted their channels to do the reviews. These are not the last ones. We definitely got a couple more later down the road. So we definitely want to do more of these review episodes. So if you have not submitted your channel, feel free to either leave a comment on the YouTube channel. You can go to Aiden's Twitter and hit him up and let him know that you want to be on the podcast. Blue Couch YT. Or um, Blue Couch YT. Or you can email us at anotheryTpodcast at gmail.com and we will review your channel in the next one of these that we do. Absolutely. Should be Should fun. Be pretty epic. We'll figure out the format I had a lot of fun as we go. This, yeah. You know, but I feel pretty good about this first episode. Me, me too. But uh, do you want to look at some, some comments? I do. Uh, epic little comments. Real quick though. Actually, I just remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I just remembered this. A uh, little bit of like, I guess not YouTube news specifically, but just like content creation news that I just wanted to briefly get your opinion on now that we're at the end of the episode. Uh, okay. Mixer shutting down. It is. Like, and not only is this it is shutting true. down, it's merging with Facebook gaming of all things. This is, this is very true. Um, so... 
I don't think anyone was, here in our gonna, community is a mixer streamer, to be fair. So this doesn't affect I, I, I anybody. Don't, I don't think so yet. But I wanted to talk about it briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to mention it in the next uh, next Your Week on YouTube thing, but we can definitely talk about it today. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's epic. Uh, so, like, I used Mixer a little bit similar to you. I actually listened to your, your Aiden on Anka earlier. Okay. Uh, where you talked about it. So I kind of get your, your opinions on it. But uh, I um, I used Mixer a little bit back when it had just started out when, when both of us were using Restream. Yeah. The platform that lets you stream multiple on multiple different platforms at the same time. Um, and honestly, like... I wasn't completely dissatisfied with Mixer as a platform. I feel like starting it very new, uh, right when it was starting, like I was getting some viewers here and there. They'd come in and watch me. Uh, there was even a couple of regulars back when I was doing Restream. The issue was, and always what, you know, always ended up being, was that there just wasn't enough viewers on the platform as a whole. Mm-hmm. So if you were playing something popular like Fortnite, you might get some viewers, but you're not going to get nearly as many viewers as you would if you were on Twitch. If you're playing a game that's not popular, like an indie game or an old retro game or something, you're basically guaranteeing that you're not getting anybody to watch your content. At all. <laughs> At all. Yeah. Um. So that was a big, uh, uh, that was, that was a big issue right off the bat. Um, but I stopped using Mixer because I became a Twitch affiliate, which means I could only stream on one platform at a time. Uh, but, you know, we've been c- kind of lo- looking at Mixer and they recently had the whole, I guess it was last year, they paid Ninja a shit ton of money to go on there and stream exclusively there. And then we talked about it as being uh, a fairly good alternative at least mm-hmm. you know we, we we never really chat talk it i don't think no like, we never bad was... mixer i don't think right um the but the, but the issue was always that there just wasn't enough viewers now that it's shutting down and especially now that it's mixing with facebook gaming which i have shit talk a lot <laughs> um i am not surprised i'm definitely not surprised but uh, it, it, it is a it, I, I'm really disappointed in the way they handled they handled the shutting down of it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really shitty. <laughs> Especially coming from Microsoft, who has money to blow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they own Xbox, which is always basically in the red. Like they never really make too much money from Xbox. The main money that Microsoft is making is from their computers and Word and, you know, Excel and all that kind of shit. Uh, so for them to go out of their way, become a part of the gaming industry in a different way with Mixer and then to not stay in there longer because Mixer hadn't been around that long. Um, it, it very much seems like they just merged with Facebook gaming because of the money. And I, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to play out. I'm gonna be honest with you. I have no idea. <laughs> well, it was how weird. Any of this is going to play out because technically this is the second time this platform died. Because uh, this was originally Beam.io. You remember Beam? Yeah, yeah. And then Microsoft I bought it and that. rebranded it as Mixer. 
Yeah. So now we okay. have a niche streaming service that became a slightly bigger niche streaming service that is now merging with Facebook to become the third biggest. <laughs> Another niche, basically. <laughs> uh, just a quick rundown of my thoughts. I've talked about it a bunch on Aiden on Anchor. Um, the way Mixer went about like not even telling any of its partners or coworkers that the thing was shutting down is shitty, especially since it came during the midst of uh, discrimination allegations, not only from the people who worked at Mixer, but the streaming culture as well, both to uh, people of gender, uh, different genders, and race. Still haven't really d- denied any of those allegations yet, which is shitty. Um, and then having it merge with Facebook, a platform that I just... In 2020, I have no reason to be even remotely near. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm staying away from it. I, I was never on Mixer yeah. a ton to begin with, but the fact that it's on Facebook gives me no hope for the platform uh, going forward. Um, apparently, Microsoft just did it because like xCloud is a thing, and they wanted like a popular streaming service in order to do that, and Mixer didn't grow um, like they wanted to. Like It, yeah. it owned 2.6% of the market share at its peak. Right. Um, compared to like the 60% Twitch had, 27% YouTube had, and the 8% Facebook had. Um, it just never really came out strong out of the gate. It never got the viewership it wanted. And uh, like we always say on this podcast a thousand times, anytime a platform like this dies or we move on from a platform, please, for the love of God, do not put all your eggs in one basket. Because now if you're a Mixer partner, your only option is to go to Facebook and try with their monetization out. And see if you can even get viewership or build your audience from scratch on Twitch and YouTube, you know, and that's, that's either way you're building from scratch. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, like yeah. now, now I will say like, there is a, there is a small positive. You have built an audience. There are people that follow you. Hopefully those people have been following you on Twitter, Instagram, other platforms. Hopefully you've been making YouTube content, whatever it may be. So hopefully you don't lose your entire audience, but it's still like, it's shitty because if you don't already have a Twitch account, if you don't already have a Facebook gaming account, like you are going to be starting those streams at zero. The, and uh, yeah, that sucks. The, I don't envy that. The best advice I've heard is uh, Mixer's technically going to be around for a month. Um, okay. So you're allowed to stream for the next month or so. The best advice I heard is stream on Mixer with your audience, but then about an hour in say, all right, now we're going to move over to YouTube and Twitch and do the second half of the stream there. And then just, Oh, Hey, while you're here on my YouTube and Twitch, can you follow when mixer inevitably shuts down, (laughs) but you're building the habit of getting them to where you're moving to. So that way, when the month is over, you have a substantial amount, uh, or like do what Zach said, get them on Twitter, get them on an email list. Hopefully you've been doing YouTube uh, but I've heard a lot of horror stories of people who just went all in on Mixer and never really did anything else. Uh, yeah. And that and that sucks to, to have to build that all up again. Um, even if I didn't personally like really love the platform, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So. Same. Make sure you're using Discord. Like if you don't have a Discord, like start it now. Yep. Yesterday, like literally. Um, that's that's very helpful as as well. Um, because like, I feel like unless discord gets shut down, <laughs> which I don't see happening no. anytime soon, they've been so fucking good to us. Um, I, uh, unless discord shuts down, like I don't really care if any of the other platforms I make content on shut down tomorrow, 
because all the people that I know cares about my content um, consistently are already on Discord. Yep. And you should be too. Link in the description. <laughs> Link in the description, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my thoughts <laughs> about Mixer. I don't care that it's merging with Facebook. I feel really bad about everything that happened to them. And please don't put your eggs in one basket. Do you care about what happened to Ninja and Shroud at all? Like, they made a lot of money, I guess. But is that, like, really a thing that we can comment on? I do not see Ninja and Shroud as victims of this. Oh, no, no. I see them as very fortunate (laughs) people because they were getting a fraction of their views that they were getting on Twitter. I mean, on Twitch, on Mixer. You know, the fraction of their audience was watching on Mixer. They made a shit ton of money exclusively from Mixer. They just paid them to be on there. And now, now they're free to go back to Twitch and get at least some of that, like, viewer sub money back. Yep. Like, per month. So, like, no, I I don't really have anything to say about them. I feel like they're... They're gonna be fine. They got the entirety um, of the contract money. Um yeah, for all yeah. three or four years that they were inevitably gonna go. Because Mixer is no longer gonna exist as a platform, the contract's broken. And so gave, they get their whole lump sum. Um so essentially they got what the the estimates right now are Ninja got thirty million and Shroud got ten million to stream <laughs> on Mixer exclusively Jeez. for at least two or three years, as far as we know. They only had to serve roughly six months, got all the money and are now free to go anywhere. Yeah. Or retire. Yeah. You know, there's that. Or retire. Yeah. Right. They're they're fine. Yeah. Um, what what I am sad about is the the other partners that were not making that kind of money, that were not getting money directly from Mixer like that to stream. Um, and now they've got nowhere to go. Yeah. Like that's what I'm, you know, sad for. Because that sucks. Um those are the people that I feel like have gotten the shortest end of the stick here. Uh, as far as like the corporations of Facebook and Microsoft, like I don't, I don't really care. I, I am curious to see like what Facebook has up its sleeve and like how evil it is because I don't see anything positive coming out of this. No, I, I don't know. I, I just don't see anybody saying I want to be a Facebook streamer. The only people that I've heard say something like that were um, were people that were kind of incentivized early on to go over there. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's it's so bizarre. Um, I just don't like Facebook. Me neither. Me. They're so disgusting at this point. If you're gonna go stream, please go stream on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. Twitch first. Twitch really isn't going anywhere. Twitch first, then YouTube. <laughs> it, it, it's it's very clear that Twitch isn't going anywhere. They have had opportunities to fail recently and have not failed. Uh, and, and with that, they have actually done better jobs of making their platform better recently. Um, so I I would be surprised if they didn't continue doing that. I hope they don't get comfortable thinking, oh, well, Mixer's gone, so we're going to do anything. About. That's what I'm worried about. Because then Facebook could be an actual competitor, 
and nobody wants to see that happen. They'll move up to about 10% of the market share, but they'll still be a, a third place behind behind YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. YouTube could seriously eat into it, is my prediction. They could. I'm, I'm, betting, could. I'm betting that Twitch is going to sit on their laurels, and I'm betting YouTube over time is going to fix the, the YouTube gaming thing, let you find live streams more easier. Because that's what's holding them back currently. I think so. Put a yeah. little bit more money into it, and you're there. Because you already, the viewership, even for live <clears throat> streams, is higher on YouTube than it is on Twitch. And that's not oh, a shock. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. That's not a shock, but they're really close. So, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah. Twitch is still the number one, though, for now. It, it's they've got the gaming culture down yeah. right like i don't think gaming when i think facebook the only games i think on facebook is is farmville like it just doesn't it just doesn't work uh, at least mixer had that kind of microsoft xbox uh you know kind of brand attached to it facebook does not have any of that so i i just don't see them as a, as a true competitor unless twitch sits down and does nothing uh, then maybe they can use their money to to work it out, but I I don't know. Then again, we're supposed to have a free market, and I I doubt that the market really wants Facebook gaming to happen. So <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens. I, I think I think my other big takeaway take from this, and this is all I have left to say, is just it was so exciting to see Mixer in this space because it was a new st- streaming platform. And when Mixer was around, we essentially had the four biggest tech companies in the world fighting for streaming dominance. Amazon with Twitch, Google with YouTube, Facebook with Facebook Gaming, and Microsoft with Mixer. Um, But with Mixer going down, with the remaining three having so much money to burn, that Wild West era of live streaming like the Justin TV, the Beam.io, DLive, Mixer, all these small competitive little streaming platforms kind of like youtube like youtube competitors have slowly died out and now we're just kind of like we're going to get to that point in live streaming where the wild west is settling and it's really just going to be twitch and and youtube at the end of the day which is unfortunate because i really enjoyed following that live streaming competitive edge because it was still relatively new compared to youtube but it's heading that exact same direction (laughs) that youtube is Yeah. yeah Yeah, and I I can't even say that I was like following any other kind of live streaming platforms because Twitch has been, uh, Twitch has a lot of perks for staying on Twitch. Uh, if you've got Amazon Prime, there's the whole Twitch Prime shit where I can just like I sub to Aiden every month and I don't have to pay an extra dollar out of my pocket for it, uh, which is great. I get free games from Twitch just because I'm an Amazon Prime member. Uh, and watch parties with Amazon Prime. Watch parties are there now. So like there's a lot of perks with being on Twitch and then YouTube, obviously like it's YouTube. Like there's just no, there's just no real competition there. Uh, so I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's wild. It's definitely wild. I just wanted to talk about that because I know I would have forgot it later. So, <laughs> for sure, <laughs> covering it while it's still remotely fresh in the in the news. But uh, yeah, let's read Heck some yeah. comments. Heck yeah, we got three. Okay, from the latest uh, episode, one on fifty three. Okay, behind the scenes of Aiden's new show, and then uh, two on episode fifty six. I do want to apologize. For not having episode 57 out on time. 
two weeks in a row. <laughs> I am an awful human being. And I don't deserve to live. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, all right. Uh, so one on 53, you said? Yes. Okay. Gengar Guy. I'll read that one. And I'll let you do the ones on 56. Uh, Epic. Gengar Guy. All Gengar Guy comments, by the way. Oh, wonderful. Great. Love it. <laughs> uh, Gengar Guy writes three weeks ago. Late to watching this, Lameo. New format, fresh and pog. Really close to 1K, Zach. I'm proud of you. Definitely doable by the end of the year, especially with more yen. Lameo, imagine doing things as soon as you get the idea or as soon as you can and not holding it off for nine years before eventually doing it or scrapping it. Would never be me. (laughs) The creative process is great collectively. I don't script my stuff, clearly. But making graphics for the series, recording, editing, etc. is fun. As piss-taking as editing is, I enjoy that shit in the vid. Is a, and if the vid is a banger in my eyes, nothing beats the satisfaction. 30 for 30 has been amazingly pog. Good structure, pacing, and content in general. Also, ads are goaded. My comments are hella genius. Of course, Sock and Throw are not based off the Bonanza Brothers, unless they somehow are. But I'm proud of that shit, folks. <laughs> oh shit, didn't expect to become a three-minute segment on this episode. Thanks for all the compliments and praise. <laughs> Now I feel really bad for not seeing this when it came out. Very much appreciated and the support you and the lads give me is insane, so thank you. Also, a massive big ups to Jay. Skyrim finally over. Let's go. Another Pog episode. Believe it. Oh, God. Believe it. What a comment. I feel like I went places, you know. I I have to say, shout out to Gengar Guy for simultaneously giving us uh like three paragraphs of content without any uh <laughs> capitalization none not a not a not a until until skyrim finally over let's go which is in all caps oh shy i i quite quite appreciate i'm a little disappointed that sock and throw are not based off the bonanza bros this is uh hurting me dearly i don't know this if, is so sad i don't know if i'll be able to recover so sad. It's fucked up. I agree. Thanks well, for yeah. the comment. Thanks for the comment, bro. Appreciate it. We got another comment from Mr. Gengar Guy on episode 56, Crisis on Infinite YouTubers, who says, Borat and Bruno popping off with the consistency. Good job, lads. Great points made in this video. Spitting straight facts. Taking a break and coming back has definitely helped me feel better and just improve as a creator. I had to pop off at Aiden and Song, and I've seen quite some Naruto. And then, and then the comment just stops with the word "the." <laughs> oh, there it is. There's more. Okay, <laughs> YouTube was being wild. I got confused. <laughs> I saw the whole thing from the beginning. I'm like, what do you mean it stops? At oh, okay. The... Did you not? YouTube click being show wild, more? and no, it didn't show up. I had to click on it in the. Oh in the no, YouTube it's thing. haunted, bro. You're kidding. Anyways, it's haunted. He says, I've seen quite some Naruto, the entire thing minus fillers. I would love to see a review on my channel. Well, well, you got it. Also, not sure if you've done this already, but would y'all do a segment or episode on being a role model as a creator? Maybe cover mistakes others made, good and bad role models, etc. Epic episode once again. Continue to pop off, Kings. Damn. Epic. Uh, the role model episode could be interesting. I think... I agree. I'm at the point now where I don't really have any like role models um, mm. because 
That's fair. Number one, Twitter. Uh, I don't need to say anymore. Number two. <laughs> hey, you're making points. Number two, I think I'm past the point where like I, I have a need for a role model a lot of the time. Like a lot of the people I admire are the people in this Discord and my parents, right? That's it. Yeah. You know? Like sure, business people. Sure, other YouTubers. Sure, I aspire to make good content like other people. But in terms of like looking up to a human being, it's like my parents, Zach, Jay Parker, like, you know, then, then that's it, yeah. right? <laughs> so I don't know if I could do a, a whole episode, but I think I'm just past the point for role models is my problem. <laughs> I, I, you know, I get you. It's like, I want to be like, like the greats, right? Like, I, I'd like to, I'd like to be seen as somebody like Leonardo da Vinci or like, you know. He also read people the wrong like, way though. He did. Kind of cringe. <laughs> kind of cringe, yeah. But you know what? I read the wrong way every time I pick up a Japanese manga, so it's okay. <laughs> nah, but no, nah, I get you. I don't really have, like, like role models, per se. Like, I, I highly look up to, like, my parents and respect them. Uh, but even then, it's like I'm I'm striving to be a different person than my parents. Yeah, I'm striving to be a different person than the people that I used to look up to, uh, and I, I just kind of kind of hope to uh, I, I hope for my future self to be a better role model to other people, and that's kind of that's kind of how I see it. But I, I mean, we can still do an episode on it. I feel like there is still a lot to say on the on the topic. Mm-hmm. But no, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I don't really. Maybe have maybe it would have to be a thing where it can't be our role models, but how people in our community sometimes view each other as role models. Maybe that's the perspective that we, cool. we look at it from. I don't know. Thank you for the comment, though. I agree. Glad we got a confirmation does... on him watching Naruto. <laughs> absolutely had to get absolutely. that in writing he does have one more comment it just says want to be friends <laughs> Logan and didn't honestly, reply to this episode I'm a little concerned I wonder what he's been up to honestly I do want to I do want to be friends I do want to be friends be YouTube friends bro I'm pinning that comment by the way can we be YouTube friends can we can we really be YouTube friends I hope so but yeah no thanks for the comments appreciate you as always um hopefully we'll have more comments next time we read because we'll have more episodes out that'd be epic uh shout out to all the people listening to us on the other podcast platforms we've continuously popped off at over 200 listens per episode so that is really epic Glad to see that the last episode even got 285, Crisis on Infinite YouTube. It's one of our most popping episodes yet. Damn, bro. So that's that's pretty epic. It was so funny because it's like we, we've done this podcast for three or so years, right? And then Zach's <laughs> like, yo, and the faithful day has arrived. Here's here's a fresh $12 for our first two and a half years of doing the podcast. And I'm like, wow, what a truly <laughs> monumental moment. This probably won't happen for a long time afterward. And I'm just fucking around in the group call and Zach's like, here's another $12, bro, from like the past week. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then I remembered. What? what? And then I remembered. I'm like, oh, yeah, because people are listening to it now. So, it, again, I fuck with it. So, 
<laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, we wanted YouTube podcasts to do well from the beginning, but it was always that thing mm. where like, this podcast lives or dies. Who cares? Like we do it for therapy and we love talking and, right. you know, we want to help people. That's like the main goal. So to see it like other people connecting to it as well, even though we like weren't pushing it in any particular way, it's just like neat, you know? I don't have a lot of big successes it's, like this. So <laughs> it's dope. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely dope. Um and it's something that I feel like is gonna continue to get stronger the more we do it because I never really saw this podcast as one of those early ones that pop really quickly and then you start getting those views. It's more along the lines of like, oh, these people have been doing it for three years. They obviously know something of what they're talking about. Let me go check out what their YouTube opinions are. Um and so I'm I'm excited to see like where it goes, obviously, in the in the long run. But it's it's been fun. It's continuously been fun every every week to to talk to Aiden about YouTube shit. Yep. I've enjoyed it. Well, I've been Aiden. <laughs> and I've been Zach. And thank you for listening <laughs> to this episode of another YouTube podcast. <laughs> So on eBay, I can, uh, they, they, they told me that I can get a hundred ultra CBJG pro five by seven photo postcard sleeves, <laughs> premium protection. <laughs> the only reason I can think that this would pop up as a notification on my fucking fault <laughs> is because I sold some Pokemon cards on eBay, like three years ago <laughs> it just it was the ring it was the doo-doo. i'm like oh <laughs> i thought it was gonna be something hype and here it was just fucking postcard fucking jesus oh good- thanks for watching Bye. goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>